Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 183 for Wednesday, November 11th, 2020. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing, huh? Happy Remembrance Day in Canada. Happy Veterans Day in the US of A. Happy anything else that may be celebrated across the world on behalf of a bunch of young kids who went to fight in wars. Uh, Oh, and some old people, too, that went to fight in wars. You know, I, I would imagine that they probably... I would say if there was old, <laughs> what a way to fucking start the podcast. I'm just trying to, I'm just basically thinking, I'm like, yeah, I'm sure old people went to war too, but I'm just picturing like those, those D-Day, you know, Normandy storming the beach, <laughs> Only like all the young dudes getting mowed down cause they can run faster. And then all the old fucks just kind of standing up and, oh, doing the, the back stretch in the boat. Right. I mean, I know that opening scene of Saving Private Ryan, the guys are getting mowed down in the boats before they even fucking hit the beach, but just funny to me, the idea of like all these young spry kids running, getting mowed down first. And then the old guys are like, eh, eh, and just <laughs> backs, backs and knees cracking as they try to step over the bodies of their fallen brethren. Wow. Josh, you sounded, uh, overtly jovial about the prospect of, uh, old guys stepping over the dead young people. Eh, you know, made me laugh. What can I say? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm taking a more honest approach with this podcast, man. Like I, at this point, I'm not really worried about offending anybody. You guys are still listening. So if you're offended by it, uh, wrong podcast for you. That's it. So happy remembrance day. And thank you to those who served, whether young or old, whether, uh, mowed down or not. I, um, I guess I can talk about that a little bit later on. Some of the things that I've witnessed. Um, I'll tell you about the, my, my week hosting in Kingston, uh, some stuff from the election result, uh, so re- election results. That's going to be a fun one and polarize some people there. Uh, started a new week in, uh, you know, Costco doing the, the last, the last Nespresso road show. Um, I, I've been, uh, I'm, I'm almost finished reading the behind the horror book, which is great. Um, I've been watching some tales from the crypt episodes. I'm like almost finished the entire second season. I've, I've watched the first, I'm watching the second, um, played more Diablo though. I don't really think I have anything to tell you guys regarding that. Uh, that's what I did with some downtime, came back and like spent like almost a whole day just grinding through some Diablo. How about that? A uh, little visit to my mom's house, make sure everything was working there. I uh, had a conversation with my, uh, my colleague, my co-comic in the condo about uh, some weight loss and some stuff that was concerning me. Uh, I looked into, I guess, hair transplant stuff. I can tell you a little bit about that and what I know from it anyways. Um, little, little free Christmas holiday plug for you guys for some things. Uh, you know that, oh, and happy birthday to Jason Lawrence. It's his birthday today. Turning 53 years of age 
Jason Lawrence, owner of Absolute Comedy. Uh, I finished the Comedy Store documentary, and that's kind of kind of about it. That's it. We'll be talking about that stuff. So, Remembrance Day, huh? I live here in the capital of Canada, uh, Ottawa, Ontario, and uh, they have uh, some memorial stuff going on on uh, Parliament Hill, is what it's called. It's like our White House. Um, I would imagine there's even some Canadians who might be like, what? But, uh, yeah. So like every year it's kind of like a thing, you know, for 11, 11 AM, there's like the moment, uh, is it 11? I believe it's 11, 11 AM. There's the, uh, the moment of silence. And I remember like I'd gone there, uh, when I was young, my chiropractor flew in the, the air force in world war two. And so like, we used to go meet up with him and walk up to, from his office to parliament Hill, which was, you know, about a 10 block walk. It wasn't super far, but but you know, older guy, little hunchback sort of thing. You know, he he. Obviously, if you were in World War II, you were a, you're an old fucking cocksucker by the time uh, I, I came around. And um, and it was funny because I would just like I would see all these old guys, you know, dressed in their uniform, up up on Parliament Hill with their their caregiver. A lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them, fucking just basically in a wheelchair asleep. You know what I mean? And it's like the whole idea is like, you know, it's almost like they dressed them up and wheeled them up there as a formality. I'm like, a lot of these guys, and I, fuck, they're old, man. What do you want from them? You know what I mean? Hey, you want to go out in a cold morning in November? Fuck. I mean, listen, there's a certain level of like, you know, heroism and bravery and shit like that. I'm not trying to diminish from that. Like, well, you're like, wow, fuck, I lived and they didn't, you know, your colleagues, you know, I, you know, I stepped over Billy back on the, the beach there and I, uh, like, I get that you want to, you want to go and you want to show respects. And I know people have military stuff. Like I've talked about this stuff. So if anyone's like, Oh, Josh, you're such an asshole. Well, I, this is just how my brain works, but it's not so much of like all the stuff that came before. It's just that like, by the, but, but at the point that you're the old guy asleep in the chair, like, like, will, by the time you wake up, will you even know that you left the home that day? Like, that's what I'm saying more or less. Like, are we just grabbing the guy and like, was he one of them? I don't know. Stick him in a costume and wheel him up the fucking hill. That's what it seemed like. And I'd be there with them for like 30 minutes before. And just to sleep. I would like, as a kid, a young dude, I, I just would just keep going, like looking over it. And the dude was asleep. Like, you know, all these guys just sleep the whole time and keep looking over at no point. Did they wake up? You know, I would look even like at the moment of silence, like did their nurse or caregiver like wake them? No, they're just sitting in their chair. And then, you know, everything's over and everything starts to clear out and they just turn them around in the chair and wheel. But like take it. I didn't even see anyone taking a picture of them to be like, Hey, look, you were there. You know, so I just remember this is like, for me, this is a day, you know, I, I would go, but it was just like, I just felt bad for all these guys dressed up in a costume and like, I don't know. I don't even feel like anyone was like overly polite. Like, I know that this is about them and to show them respect, but it was just like, I didn't see a lot of people going like, Hey, thank you for your service and stuff like that. I was paying attention because I was bored as fuck. So I'm, I'm observing and I'm taking in everything. And it was just like. You know, I get that we, we you know, we have freedom because of that. I get all that and I'm not, I'm not diminishing it. Maybe I am. I don't mean to, but I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. Like what they, if they don't know they're here, you know, I don't know. It just, I don't, I maybe it's just sad to me. Maybe it's just sad that it's like, Hey man, all these fucking heroes and they're basically just corpses sitting in a chair, like marionettes or whatever. You dress them up and, and cart them around. But like, I don't know. I, I just, I, it's, I don't know. It's sad to me. It is sad. It's, it's funny. Almost like, did you even know you were there? Like, this is supposed to be for you, but clearly you weren't participating in it. You know, you don't even know you were there. I don't know. It's one of those days of the year that I just find fucking weird. You know, it's also a day of the year where everyone gets mad at you. If you've got your Christmas decorations, cause there's fucking Christmas psychos. You know what I mean? 
that'll be like, oh, November 1st, yay, Halloween's over, Christmas time. And everyone's like, no, not until we honor the veterans. They get their day. You get 11 days of no Christmas to say thank you to them. And it's like, well, you know, Jesus sacrificed for you too. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, he's not real. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh man, the jokes upon jokes. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Do you, what do you guys think? I'm going to ask you again, like I do every week, you know, contact at one Tell me, you know, tell me how I'm wrong. You guys love to do that. I mean, fuck, if, if there's one email I get, it's the, you were wrong about this, Josh. Well, I don't care. Correct me. Otherwise I'm going to keep walking through life with this belief, you know, until the, the last, you know, veteran is gone, like a Titanic survivor and just be like, all right. And now we're all just standing. Like, I don't, I don't mind a bunch of people paying respect for, for others sacrifices. Sure. But I just feel like. I don't know. Like that's just the, the image of hero. I grew up with like all these, just all these old guys, veterans, just a bunch of old guys in fucking, you know, suits. Maybe half of them could walk in general, but by the time you stick all those fucking medals on them or whatever, the uh, boom claps into a chair and just, uh, you know, maybe half of them weren't sleeping. Just that, that fucking metal or crest on the front of their beret was just slipped down over their face and they didn't have the fucking strength to reach up and correct it so that they could see the, the festivities, you know, and then you sit in the dark for long enough, of course you're going to fall asleep. You know, that's, uh, <laughs> so I just pulled the shades down on grandpa, old, uh, Elmer. What's a, what's a world war two name that they don't, they don't make anymore. Stop manufacturing. Once the women moved out of the fucking, you know, Rosie, the, the riveter or whatever. Once, once those ladies, they moved back out of the factories and the boys came home, they stopped manufacturing those names. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Happy Remembrance Day. All right. I, I do appreciate the sacrifice and I can't imagine the fucking horrors that, that these guys saw. Um, you know, the, 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 yeah, I don't know. It's sad. It's sad to just see like fucking old broke. I mean, I don't like seeing comics that I know that were, you know, hilarious back in the day. And you just look at them and, you know, uh, you know, speaking of which I finished the comedy store documentary. Right. And there's a lot of footage of like guys who, you know, were like, it's so funny because like these guys were like the shit back in the day. And then, you know, you you see them now like taking the stage and they're like, man, you know, tell me this. Like, it's like, you can see the old, the dated shit on it. And I don't mean like they're doing jokes about Ronald Reagan. I just mean like a joke that is still funny now, but you can just see that's like the old comedy shit. Like this one guy and I, and I feel like a piece of shit because I can't remember his name. Dreesen, something Dreesen. Um, he has this joke where, you know, he was on stage at the comedy store like now and his joke was like, you know, I mean, I was with this girl, man, and she was great. She's like, hey, tie me up and you can do whatever you want, you know, tie me up and do whatever you want. And he's like, okay, so I tied her up and I went and I played golf. <laughs> like, it's like that old shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a joke that's been done a hundred times before and it's not like, oh, how did he come up with that? Like, but I don't know. This guy was great back in the fucking day or whatever. Now it's just like, I'm sure like that shit was new. They were just starting to use those kinds of misdirects or whatever when he was doing it. But just to see that he's still doing that now. And it's like, dude, do you even watch comedy? Like, do you see the shit that people are talking about and the, and the fucking, you know, the pizzazz? It's like, it's like a guy pulling a fucking dove out of his sleeve. And it's like, have you seen the guy who drills into his fucking head? You know? The guy who, you know, there's, there's, there's a little bit more of a wow factor to the craft. Anyways. So I watched the comedy store documentary. That was, uh, that was fun. It was cool to see. They, they do a really good job guys. Five parts, all five parts are now out. Um, they talk about just about everything that you could conceive when it comes to the, the comedy store. I'm sure there's shit loads of stories and stuff that aren't there, but I mean, it was, uh, it was a fun watch. And if you don't, 
uh, if you don't know much about the comedy store, I mean, this, there's, like I said, there's not really a whole lot left that they don't uh, at least discuss to give you an idea that that's a thing. So, um, definitely check that out. It's on, uh, it's on, it was a Showtime documentary. It's on the Crave TV app in Canada. Um, not sure where you'd find it elsewhere, gang. But of course, if you just Google, Hey, where to find what streaming apps feature Showtime, you'd be able to, to find that. So yeah, do it, watch it, love it. It is spectacular. Um, and that's all it's called. Just called the comedy store, uh, by Mike Binder. Great dude. Great dude. Um, I was hanging out with, uh, Paul Meyerhaw this last week. Him and I were, uh, you know, I was hosting, he was headlining. It was, uh, it was a really good time. I enjoyed myself thoroughly. Uh, Paul, uh, I've got an episode with Paul. We, we talked about a bunch of stuff. Um, Paul and I shot the shit way more. We basically like, we both have podcasts and we traded some information, um, mostly tech stuff that things that you guys, you know, if you're new to the podcast, won't be things that you, you know, sort of saw me undergo, but like, uh, how to scrub the podcast after the fact, like all the post-production stuff that we do and how to, you know, uh, we have the same recorder. So it was like how to patch things in and to be able to do like zoom calls and, and Skype calls and things like that and be able to get the voices and whatnot. That was kind of funny. Like he was showing me this big elaborate thing and he goes, yeah, I want to show you this thing da, 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 da. and it's like, uh, I don't even know how to, like you would, you would not know what the fuck it was. It was like, basically like he's got like a, a mic cord and it's like plugged into a regular like stage mic just laying on the table. And then underneath it's got like another plug that goes into it and then it plugs back into the, the recorder and then another plug that comes out and plugs into power and he's like, got to switch this on. He's like, what you do is you put the, and he's like, show me this big elaborate thing. It's like that way when the other person they're recording with a studio quality mic and then it goes through here and it cleans everything and then it goes back in and it's like, you get a, like a, a right recording, but they have to be using a good mic on there. And I'm like, well, if they're using a, mic, a good mic in there and why don't you just plug into the headphone output and just record that instead of like this big elaborate thing or whatever. And he just kind of like, he's kind of like looks at me and like blinks. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I explained everything. And then I showed him, I played him like a recording that I did with that. I'm like, yeah, they're just the people on the other end used a good quality mic. So that's the good quality that I'm going to get from the output rather than like having you run it through a thing and then this and that and extra. And, uh, and then he just messaged me like yesterday and was like, oh, uh, tried your thing. Uh, works great. Cause I'm really not a fucking techie guy. I'm like, dude, I'm not a techie guy either. I, I just look at what other people are doing and, and figure it out. So I taught him how to use uh, Auphonic, which is a program that I use, uh, to, to scrub everything afterwards too. So it's like, you got this, you can use that to scrub. I was showing him a couple of little things. He shared some stuff with me. It was cool to, uh, to just shoot the shit in that regard. We also talked about, um, <laughs> we talked about like different things like his parents, his family kind of worked in the airline industry and he worked in it briefly. He was telling me about uh, a time he got reprimanded, which was fucking hilarious. Um, you know, it's his story to tell, but I'm, I'm going to share it with you guys. Um, I've got a bunch of them that I'm going to have. Like, so, so it's anticipated that him and I are going to get together next week when he's here in Ottawa and we're going to sit down and record another, another episode together and just have some fun. So I'll get him to tell some of the real good stories that we, we shared over the last week. But I have to tell you guys about his, uh, I thought I wrote it down here. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I did. Um, we were talking about like, you know, I told him how I got fired from air Canada, uh, cause they have zero sense of humor. Um, but, uh, because of the podcast funny enough, but I, uh, I remember like he, like we was talking about how like this one time he got in shit for something and he was going in to find out if he was getting suspended or not. And he's like, I went in. Uh, dressed in my golf gear, like my, my polo shirt, like ready to go like golf. He's like, I even brought my golf bag in with me, like put my clubs up next to me and everything. Like I was like, 
I'm listening to this. I'm like, that's so ballsy. He's like, I wasn't even trying to like be ballsy about it. Like I wasn't trying to be a prick, but I'm like, that's just such a fucking power move. Cause he worked for the airline. So he's like, if I was getting suspended, then I'm just jumping on a plane and I'm going to go golf for the weekend or whatever. Like if I'm in trip for a few days and I'll just go golf. So it was like, I just, I loved that story that he's like, yeah, I'm sitting there and it doesn't matter what they say. It's like, you know, you're not getting suspended. Okay. Well, I'm not in trouble, whatever. But the funny thing is that like to sit there and be like, you know, I'm going to give you, you know, you're going to get suspended, whatever. And you're clearly cool with it. Like you got your golf clubs, you're ready to go. I'm going to have cool. Like he's, he's like, yeah, I got, I got suspended. I literally like walked out and got on a plane and you know, staff price, whatever, go get on a plane and then went golfing and like whatever for the weekend. I was like, I love that story. I love that story. It's like, go ahead, go ahead and spend, do you, I'm ready. I'm ready. You can't hurt me. I'm bulletproof. I either go back to work and I'm not in trouble or I go golfing for the weekend. I can't lose. Amazing. Ah, like the balls on it. Go right in with the golf. <laughs> I love it. Love that story. And that's just a short, one of the short ones. I can't wait to get him on the podcast and we'll start talking more shit or whatever. Like some of the stuff he told me this week, we had so much fun. Uh, the shows went well. Um, I, uh, you know, as the host, I like to talk to the crowd a little bit. I had some great interactions with crowd members and things like that. Um, yeah. What a blast. What a blast. It was the point where we're like, Paul and I were just like, uh, like we got to be like six o'clock. We're like, uh, we got to go to work soon. We are just having fun, just sitting on the couch, shooting the shit, drinking coffee, watching the election. Right. That's a, that's a big one. That's a big one. What, what do you know? What, what do you think Josh of the election? Adam? Like at the end of the day, I don't, uh, I don't really care if I'm being totally honest. I don't really care. I don't really like Joe Biden. Trump's a, um, an absolute moron, an absolute moron. Um, uh, a racist, um, even if he hides it well, uh, from his fans, uh, and supporters, he, he is outwardly racist and he's such an egomaniac. I have friends that listen that are Trump supporters and I mean, you no harm. And unfortunately, uh, you know, it's a comedy pod hit most of the time. It's a comedy podcast and I'm going to talk about what I think about it. Um, but this is no judgment on, on the people. I'm going to make some broad statements. Please know I, I, I care about those of you who are Trump supporters. Okay. I get it. You have a vested interest. Uh, something about him makes you feel like he's honest. Um, I don't understand it. The more, the, 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 what I do to try to empathize with it is not, it's, it's so funny to me because I had a conversation with a friend recently and it's like, okay, so I, I lean, lean left. I'm not leftist or Democrat or anything like that. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm right in the middle. There's some things that are conservative or not, but I still look at a leader and go, what do I trust this person? So my thing is like, I don't care if you're like anti, if you're pro-life and pro-gun or, or, or pro-choice and, uh, pro everybody gets to live and not get shot. Um, if you're either of those, don't you still want to believe the guy that's your dude? Like you still, whatever your values are, you still want to believe the person who's doing it, who does, who seems like honest or whatever. And I look at Biden and I'm even somebody who's like, okay, that's the guy I would prefer win. I'm not like he's all, he's the truth teller and he's honest and he's going to do everything he says he's going to do. I'm like, this guy's got fucking history of, of like warmongering and things like that. And, and like, he's not perfect. He's too fucking old. He stutters like, and, and you know what? There's okay with having a speech impediment or whatever, but if you're going to lead, you kind of got to like command presence and things like that. And to me, Biden doesn't. Um, but I can admit that I can admit that even though that's the guy I want to win, there's places where he could stand to prove. I have never, 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 ever, ever spoken to a Trump supporter who could admit that this guy was anything, anything but perfect. 
no matter what you're talking about with Trump, no matter what you're talking about, he's racist, he's misogynistic, he's sexist, he's this, he's that, he's egotistical, he's arrogant, he's not like criminally narcissistic. Like they will never admit that this guy is anything but absolutely flawless, perfect. His supporters, from my personal experience, are just as fucking crazy and out to lunch as he is. Okay. And again, I don't mean that with insult. I don't. But from my experience, I was talking to a friend the other day. Donald Trump said that he's done more for black people than any other president. That's insane. That's fucking insane. If you believe that, you are fucking insane. Insane. And you can't even get his supporters to agree that that's a little far-fetched and a little over the top. First off, no other president gets on TV and brags. This is not a man who represents other people. I'm a brand ambassador, guys. I'm a brand ambassador. I put on a shirt and I represent a company. And I, it's my job to deliver key messages on behalf of the company. It's my job to make sure that be, the work I'm doing benefits the company. Okay. Josh Williams really, for the most part, ceases to exist. And I just become a personality that can channel the company through me. That's my job. The job of the president is to represent the people. And it's not so much about you. You work hard for the people. Donald Trump Everything he says is about how great he is, how he ever, I knew everything before everyone else. We knew first. I was better. I told everyone and I knew, I knew we've done that. No one's done no matter. No one cares more about me. No one knows more about this than me. No one cares more about black people than me. I'm, I'm Donald Trump. I'm, I'm so great. All my people, you know, Harriet Trumpman, she was great for the black population. I'm still better than her though. Uh, fuck, uh, uh, you know, but uh, I'm the one uh, who did this and I did that and I'm so smart and I won. Even though I lost, I won. I won because, uh, the only votes that were legal are ones that say Donald Trump on them and that's how you know they're legal because they're endorsed uh, with my name on them uh, twice uh, so I, I I was I won I won and uh, that's the results and I'm the best at everything uh, like the, the guy is a fucking shit show and unfortunately the, his supporters don't understand that like it's almost like it's a T like a lot of his supporters I don't know if they understand how government works or how leadership works you know, it's not about talking about yourself, how great you are. There's lots of guys who've done great work, right? I talked to another one of his supporters and they don't even understand that like, like a lot of things that kind of trail over from the last president, like all of them are quick to say, oh, I had to clean up after the, the previous administration. Obama left me this and left me that. But if anything Obama did was good and it was still getting finished when the time Trump was there, happy to take credit for it. I did this. This is how we've seen this go on. It's like, it's like the same thing. And it doesn't matter which, which side is in the presidency, whether it's Republican or Democrat, they're going to blame things on the previous guy, but then anything that kind of good that happens while they're in there, even if it's a result of the previous guy's stuff, just kind of getting finalized, whatever hap they're happy to take credit for it. It's all them and, and this and that. There's so many people who don't understand how this shit works. And I'm not sitting here. I'm not like one of those fucking news channels saying that, Oh, there was people who showed up at, in, in dark cloaks in the middle of the night and dropping boxes of ballots and all this shit. That's not true. Um, I'm I'm not saying like, it's, it's just, it's so funny to me politics wise that there's people who think that their guy, 
The side they believe in is only telling the truth, is only doing the right thing, and the other side is only lying and always doing the wrong thing. It blows my mind. They're both insane. They're both sides are doing shady shit and both sides are doing stuff that they say that they're doing. Both sides. I'm not going to be like Donald Trump never did anything he said he was going to do. The guy probably did do some stuff. He's a businessman. You know, there's probably some things. He wants, but every day was the Donald Trump show. How great he is. How great he is. That's not a leader. Uh, no one did more for black people than me. That motherfucker put out a full page ad. All right. On the Central Park Five. Five black guys who were innocent of a, of a sex crime against a woman. And he put out a full page ad in the New York times to bring back the death penalty to kill these guys. What motivation did he have for that? Just, just, I want to do it. I want to bring back the fucking kill them. The little fucking assholes. But no one has done more for black people. He never, he never, from my research, he never apologized for that. He never tried to make good on it because he never makes mistakes. No one's made less mistakes than me. I'm, a, I'm the best at everything. This guy has always been a fucking egomaniac and pay attention to me and over the top. Okay. And so you want to sit there, Trump supporters, and say, he like when he says, oh, no one's done more for black people than me. No one's ever done more for black people than me. I'm the best black person there is. Okay. I put on a fucking bronzer, everything like that. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I'm a little over the top myself right now. But the fact that you can't admit that what he said was insane, telling you to inject Listerine or not Listerine, fucking Lysol into yourself. What is up with you guys? Is it like a fucking little linchpin? Is that what it is? Like you feel like the second you admit that maybe something he said was probably not that fucking accurate. You pull that pin out in your whole bullshit house of cards on this fucking reality TV show. You guys know that that office from the, uh, the apprentice isn't real, right? That's not a real boardroom that exists. That's a set they had to make because his actual office was just filled with fucking cheeseburger wrappers and stacks of paper, like a kid's bedroom. Are any of you aware of this? <laughs> like anyways, it doesn't matter because uh, Joe Biden won the election and they were like, hey, it's fake. It's fake. It's not real. Uh, they only counted the votes that are, you know, I, I, I won. I won by a lot. He's on Twitter like a child throwing a tantrum. I hope they got to drag him out where he's holding on to the fucking door frame. No, I'm not going. I'm the president. I'm the president. He's not a president. I'm the president. Right. And all you can see like some White House tour in the future is going to be fucking these like fucking orange finger trails. Right, like a horror movie just from all the fucking fake bronzer he puts on and, and, and Cheetos and just these dirty fingerprints of his fingers around the door to the Oval Office just sliding down the walls. And this is where uh, the, the former president was removed by force as he insisted, no, no, I'm the president. It's me. I'm the winner. I'm the winner, not him. It's all fake news. Fake news, fake votes. I won, I won, I won, I won, I won. Fucking child. But that's okay. He's a big man according to, according to the people who support him. But uh, you know what they say, folks, the smallest dogs always bark the loudest. And uh, for the Trump supporters who didn't understand what that saying means, it means that when you're small and weak of character, you're always outspoken and cry out and this and that and whatever. So again, to my friends whom I love very much, who are Trump supporters, I extend the olive branch to say, I think that we would be a lot more open to listening to what you have to say when you don't start everything with, he's never done anything wrong. Trump's always right. He's the best ever. He's done more forever. Like you got to look at the dude and realize no human being is perfect. None. He's 
far from perfect. But the fact that you guys cannot recognize that makes anything that you have to say about him so unappealing to everyone. So, yeah, so inaccessible. Because as far as you're concerned, he's the best thing that ever lived. He's the best person that ever lived. I've cured more diseases. I've said for nine months that we're very close to a cure, very close, very close to a cure. It's very coming very soon. Very soon we'll have a vaccine, very soon. His people, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah, he said it and it's going to happen. And if it didn't come out, it's because some Democrat, like the, the Trump supporters that believe the coronavirus was a Democratic attempt to keep him, you know, to, to make Trump look bad. That's, that's unbelievable to me. But hey, contact the One Man Podcast. You can call me anything you want. You can shit on me. You can argue with me. You can support me. Anything you want. You know the rules. Contact the onemanpodcast.com. I will read it. So if you have a counter argument, please feel free to throw it my way because I am all ears. Uh, we sat with the fucking YouTube on and, and just watching all sorts of different sources and stuff like that just to hear what's going on. The president left to go golfing. Um, <laughs> we won. Congratulations, America. We won. I won the presidency again. I'm president two times. I'm the first president in history to ever serve three terms. It's not true. It's fake news. Every time they say that the two two terms and they're gone, it's fake. I'm going to be the first one to do it three times. It's called a hat trick. I knew that. I actually came up with that term too. The hat trick in uh, hockey. Uh, it's very, 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 uh, very old saying. I came up with it. I'm also the best hockey player too. Uh, did uh, anyone inject a Lysol in their sons today? Um... What a piece of garbage. Paul Paul and I were talking about that. Like, this guy has an executive chef that travels with him everywhere. That's what Paul said, basically. Paul said he would want to be president for that alone. And I can't argue with him. I would want exactly the same thing. Like to have an executive chef who's, you're like, I want this level of nutrition uh, and I want all the meals to taste delicious, just made for me. The fact that this fat piece of shit um, is has an executive chef who could make him good meals and he could use... I, uh, you know, as Paul said, use that four years to get yourself in shape because you have someone who could cook every meal and make it amazing for you. And it's just this garbage fucking human being, garbage human being, uh, sits in these fucking Big Macs and stuff like that. Like, and that, that was what he served his guests. I'm having a bunch of black people over, uh, and I fed them. I fed them, uh, you know, uh, I brought them uh, fried chicken and McDonald's. That's what I served the, the, the basketball team because I'm a man of the people and, I fed them. Uh, I don't name me one other white person who's fed uh, black people. It's never happened uh, in all of the history books that I've read um, or had read to me. Uh, it's never happened. Uh, so that's not, uh, it's not a problem, you know. Uh, I gave them free room and board for the evening. Uh, no one's ever done that. I'm, I'm the best man ever. Like, what a piece of fucking shit. You know what I mean? Fucking slave owners arguing on behalf that said, oh, they were great. They were great. They gave them free room and board, Right. Oh, all of them got brand new chains, huh? You think metal's expensive or cheap? No, but we gave each one of them their own chain. This like, like to, to make ass, oh, like that's most of the shit Paul and I were riffing on was just like how fucking, but yeah, executive chef, the guy could have had like proper nutrition, delicious meals. I would have hired the fucking, the, the, the wife from game changers, the one from the sports team or the football team. I think it was, I think it was the dolphins. It could be, or the Tennessee Titans, Tennessee Titans, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the wife of one of the players, she makes fucking plant-based meals that they looked amazing. I'm like that, that woman, I want, I want her hired and I want her making all my meals, plant-based, delicious, every meal, proper nutrition. Let's go. Don't have to worry about my own meal. You follow me around. You, you, you have a fully stocked chi- uh, kitchen on air force one and you're, um, I want a big Mac. 
Can you give me a Big Mac? I'm a fat piece of shit. I I, I don't understand. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm having fun this week. Huh? Halfway through the episode, gang. 30 minutes. Well, it's more than that with all the intro shit added at the end. So we're, we're over the hump. All right. We're over the motherfucking hump. We are back, baby. In Kings. Oh, uh, I wanted to tell you guys this was really funny. Um, <laughs> I uh, I was chatting with Paul one morning. I put on like I brought like a bunch of canned stuff, whatever, because I'm I'm doing really good about not eating out and stuff like that. Um, so I went to excuse me, uh, make breakfast, and I was gonna make like a, a soup. I we just had like all these cans of soup, and I'm like I should just make something easy. So I throw on this soup on the stove, turn it up, you know, medium heat, and I'm like I'll come back and start in a couple minutes. We get seated down, something comes on the news, we start fucking yakking, riffing like comics do, and um, and then I fuck I don't know, fifteen twenty minutes later, I'm sitting there. You know, kind of hungry. And I'm like, I should make breakfast. Oh, fuck. I am making breakfast. (laughs) It's like literally what I said. Paul starts laughing his fucking head off. So I burnt half of the soup to the bottom of the the pan or the the pot or whatever. And uh, yeah. And then I I wrote, it was funny enough because I was writing down these things. We're back in Costco uh, yesterday. And I wrote, I had my little list here of like little talking points. And I wrote burned breakfast just as a little reminder for myself. And uh my, my colleague Jad was like burned. Don't you mean burnt? And I'm like, well, no, I burned breakfast. And he, so basically it's B U R N E D is what I wrote. I burned breakfast and he's like burnt B U R N T. So what did we do? We got into an argument, right? Very competitive males. We are. Um, I was like, no burned is a word I get burnt. So I typed in burned. And then the, the first thing that came up was burned versus burnt. So we looked it up. And, uh, turns out I'm right in this context, but they're both words. So for you guys, your little fucking word of the day lesson from old stupid face me is burned. B U R N E D is like the act you burned it. So I don't know if it's necessarily a verb, but it's like, yeah, you burned, I burned breakfast, which is what I did. I, I, the act of burning it burnt is an adjective. So if you say this breakfast is burnt. It's a descriptive term. So burnt is when is used when describing burned is the act. So that's what I did. I burned breakfast, right? I didn't eat a burnt breakfast. I burned breakfast. You feel me? All right. If you don't get it, if you don't know, now, you know, my mouth, um, still can't say it when the microphone is on. Um, yeah. So there you go. Burned versus burnt. Oh man, we're all better people, but I never burnt anything. I never burnt anything. I never burned anything. I never spelled anything wrong. Everything I ever put is perfect. Um, so yeah, uh, back in Costco gang. Oh baby. Having a good time talking, uh, Nespresso machines, best price we've ever had. So if you happen to be in the Ottawa area, one of my many Ottawa listeners, the Nespresso machine at Costco bar Haven, the only location we are a road show, you get the Nespresso machine $200 value. You get the Arachino $100 value, a $40 coffee credit, a $40 value, and uh 12 pack of capsules inside the box. Regular price of that $289 through Nespresso. All right? What was Costco charging for it? 239. Well, 50 bucks off? Not a bad little price. Yeah, but just wait, it gets better. This uh road show at Costco Barhaven, the machine the Arachino, $300 value, 40 bucks. And the the case of capsules inside the box, $169, guys. That's like half the price that it sells for normally. Half price. And you still get all the other things that I listed. So um, 
like like I said, one sixty nine. Uh, is thirty dollars cheaper than the machine costs, and then you get all that extra shit for free, and then you get a forty dollar credit. I mean, I, I I don't know what to tell you. If you want a good gift, uh, like one of the best coffee machines available, uh, now's the time. That's all I'm telling you. If you're in the Ottawa area, you know, uh, now's the time. Costco Nespresso one sixty nine uh, at Barhaven. You need more? You can email me or message me or whatever it is. And if you don't care, no problem. No skin off my ass. I already have one. Very very happy with it. Very very happy with it. Um, what else? Um, I, what can I talk about here? I'm really just trying to decide here, put it into order. Um, I, I finished, uh, sorry, I didn't finish. I'm on one story away from finishing. Um, where is it? Uh, what the fuck? I just wrote it down the behind the horror book. Um, it's super, super, it's just good. And can I tell you guys something? I, it's like the first book that I fucking finished in like a decade. Maybe I'm wrong. But like I constantly start books and I get into them. The only issue is just that like, you know, I'll read a, a chapter or whatever. And then by the time I get back to it, I'm like, fuck, what was in the first chapter? Like I need a refresher. Like I want to finish the Dark Tower series. I've read like four or five of the books and, but it's been so long. I'm like, I, I fuck, I got to start them all over again, you know? So I kind of want to just bang through them and, and, and finish them. Like just, just do it. But I'm also big on like not, not wasting books. Not, 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 not waste. Nah, 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 nah. Um, yeah, behind the horror guys is the one I was telling you about. So I read a few of the stories. I gave it a review. Like that's the thing with DK. I love DK. My partners are amazing and I will read a good little chunk of their book, but I can't read an entire fucking book in a week to give it a proper review. So I, I go through it. I read a bunch of it. I get a feel for what the book's like. And then I basically just do a quick little check on some of the, the, the later chapters and I love their books. And a lot of them, like I've, you know, I I've still got. And I'm going to read, but there's just a ton of them. Like too, like a big, like a big baking book, like, right? Like with a lot of the recipe ones. Again, I love the recipes and things like that on them, but I can't, I'm not going to just sit and read recipes, right? It's kind of like, okay, I read all of the important stuff at the beginning, how it sets me up and it makes me understand what the book's about. And then I've just got a bunch of recipes. Cool. Book review on its way. All right. Same thing with the stuff with like, it's, you know, if it's essential oils or if it's how to live, you know. Uh, self-sufficiency or even like stories of myths and legends. I'll read the first chapter and then I'll skim and just take a quick peek and sort of what's coming up later and all this stuff I'm going to get back to, you know what I mean? But, uh, in terms of the, the behind the horror, that's the first one that I've actually, I mean, I, I'm going to read the commission. I'm, I'm, I'm 90% of the way through the book. And I think I got one, one story left that they're going to reveal. So I'm fucking jazzed to have, I had a good time reading it. Fucking creeped me out creep me out big time. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. And because I don't like to just have a book and then when I'm done with it, like this one here is not one that I would constantly go back and reference. I read it. I got the information. Very interesting. Um, there's so many killers names and things like that in real life people. I'll never remember them all, but they're a Google search away. But in terms of just reading the stories and being, you know, engaged mentally and, and stuff, uh, great, great book. So I'm going to, I'm going to go out. One of the things on my list to do today is I've got to go out and get some uh, stickers made because I, I gave red a book, uh, my friend Vanessa, who's co-host of the podcast before, um, I gave red, uh, the first book from the dark tower series. And I think that she's on the last book now. So that, that makes me feel great because I only gave her the first book, but, uh, and it's, here, here's the funny thing. Okay. I can tell you this story. I'm not trying to shit on my ex, but I gave her, I gave my ex that book because it was when I read, I really liked the gunslinger, the first book from the series. And I gave it to her. And like seven years later, she had still hadn't read it. 
So it was just sitting on the, on the shelf. She just took it, put it on the shelf. No interest in reading it. I guarantee she still wouldn't have read it by today's date. I guarantee it on everything I hold dear. But here's the thing. I was like, hey, if anyone wants this, I'm interested. Red took me up on the offer. Great. And so I took the book off the shelf and I I put a little label on the inside. Hey, this was for this was sent to a listener of the One Man Podcast. And would you know if uh, if you find this and, and read it, please you know keep it on. Just just spread the love. Keep keep sharing the book away. So I gave it to Red. I sent it to her. Probably something that I'm less likely to do in the future, especially with these fucking hardcover ones, because I think that the cost of shipping it to her just from Ottawa to London, Ontario. Um, was more expensive than the book. So I think going forward, I'll probably have to do more of like a, a hand-to-hand switch with some of these things or next time I go visit, I'll bring stuff. Depends on who wants the books and stuff, but um, I'm still going to put slap a sticker on the inside and just try to keep that energy going on. And it's free promo for the podcast wherever the books may end up in the long term. So, um, but what, what, what bothered me about that is my ex gave me shit because she's like, why would you give that away? You know, and I'm like, well, I, I brought it over. Like we lived together. So it was like, my books just ended up on the shelf. I was telling her, Hey, you should read that. You know, I've already read it. So if you want to read it, she's like, okay, whatever. And never did. But the fact that I gave it away, it was just, it was almost like uh, there's honestly, there's times in that relationship where it was like, if there was an excuse to give me shit for something now, granted, I did say like, here, you can have this, but after seven years of showing no interest in it and then having someone actively be like, Hey, I'm really interested in that. Can I have it? Like. I, I don't want things to just sit and collect dust. Like, yes, if someone's going to love it, go love it. And I even replaced it. I bought her a new one, put it on the shelf. And again, I would bet everything that I hold dear that has still not been read. So I went out and I actually like a paid to ship it to red. <laughs> so I bought it again in that regard. And then I bought another one for my ex and put it back on the shelf. So I, I've bought that book probably about four or five times. Plus I've bought the audio book in the last couple of years to try to, you know, listen to that and get myself back started on reading the series. But what I was trying to say is that it made me happy that I gave it to red because red read it. She read the book and then continued on reading the series. And I'm, I'm behind her now. I want to, I want to get caught up so that the two of us can shoot the shit about, you know, the series and whatnot. Great series. The gunslinger by Steve, or sorry, it's the dark tower series by Stephen King. The first book is called the gunslinger. And then it just goes from there. Uh, great, a great story. Uh, in fact, they even Marvel even did like a comic book series, a graphic novel series of them for a while. Um, which I haven't had a chance to, to find. Um, I don't know if I would cheat and do the short version of the graphic novel. I guess I need to kind of see what it's all about, but the books were good. The books were good. They were a lot of fun. The dark tower movie on a previous podcast. I talked about how, you know, what it was in comparison to the books, garbage and not like, Oh, wasn't that good. It's missing, missing several main characters, several parts of the story. What they did put in that's in the actual book has been twisted so far. It's not even recognizable of what it was. It's literally like a zombie in a resident evil game where it's like, here's the person, but then they, they mutate and it's like the fucking arms and head and everything stretches out. And you're like, well, that's the person. It's like, man, it looks nothing like them. Well, that's the idea of the characters in the, the, the dark tower movie. They're so twisted and altered from what they actually, the ones who are in the book, the ones who aren't, aren't even there, never mentioned, don't exist. And then the ones that are, it's so fucking twisted. And we're like, that's that person. Like, uh, maybe, you know, maybe at one point, but this is so far from from the actual thing that it's just, it was just shit. So if you've watched that movie, please don't think I'm telling you to watch anything that has anything to do with that. That saying that he kept saying over and over in the movie there, you know, this was uh, he who aims with his eye or, or aims with his hand fucking has forgotten the face. of He says, that's like one thing that they say once when they're young to learn, you know what I mean? It's like their little pledge in school. They don't say it every fucking five minutes. Like they're a goddamn cult 
you know, like it's, uh, it was dumb. It was so stupid. Anyways, moving on from that, um, I'm, I'm going to be giving away behind the horror. So if anyone is a horror movie fan and would like to le learn some of the origins of some of the most classic horror films, uh, please reach out. Um, I will find the most cost effective way. But then again, if there's somebody I listen, if you're one of my overseas people, okay. And you've still not introduced yourself because there's so many, so many countries download my, my American listeners. I would love to hear from you guys just to know you exist, just to know you exist. Um, but if somebody, you know, that like wants a book from somewhere, I've introduced yourself. I, that would be super cool. But anyone who wants it, contact at onemanpodcast.com. I'll, I'll give you the book. Just, just read it. If you know you're going to read it, you're interested, please. I would just, I would love for that to go to, to use or whatever. I would love to, you know, share that. I know in the time of COVID it's odd. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe not a great time. I'll quarantine it. That's the anyway. Coronavirus can't live. So I'll just make sure that when I ship it to you, it's at least three days in transit so that there'll be no live virus left. But then the virus has been told the last virus. Fine. Email me, cite your sources. You can spray it with Lysol or whatever the fuck you want. Just don't inject it into yourself if you're a Trump supporter. I know that you guys uh, aren't aware of that, uh, that you're not supposed to do that. Um, uh, that's the, that's the valuable information from your, your orange leader, uh, to inject it into yourself. And that, that guy's never wrong. So I'm sure a lot of you, well, you're probably already dead. Uh, so you, you haven't got an opportunity to hear this. You, you died when he told you to do that. Um, so, but anyways, having said that, uh, yeah, finished another book. Feel, feel happy. What am I at? 44 minutes. Look at this time flies by when I'm having fun those weeks. And I'm like, nah, 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 this is a thing. And much as I look down, I'm like three minutes. Fuck in eternity. Also, I'm doing it earlier in the day, huh? Haven't yawned once. So <laughs> maybe there's something to that. Um, what else? What else? What else is on my list here? I talked to Paul. So here's something that you guys might like. I don't know how funny it is, but it's something really inspiring for me. Very uplifting is I chatted with Paul and he was telling me, cause, cause here's the thing. I know that I've got a lot of listeners who care about me and have been, have been supportive with my waist, my weight loss endeavors for however long they last at a time. And I, I, I believe I've mentioned this, but in case I haven't, one of the biggest things with me over share TMI is one of the reasons I'm really down on losing the weight and I'm not super motivated to do it is that I'm worried about all of the extra skin I'm going to have after the fact, um, just droopy fucking disgusting skin. And that bothers me. And so short version is I'm really concerned. I'm really worried. I'm really demotivated to go and make a bunch of personal sacrifices, changing my diet and exercising and persevering and, and things like that. And I'm not saying it's not impossible, but I'm worried about doing all of that. And because I'm uncomfortable with my body, right? I'm not happy with my body, uh, and how I look to doing all of that, losing all the weight and then having all this extra skin and shit and still being incredibly unhappy with my body. So I'm like, I'm not really motivated to go from, you know, one unhappiness to the same unhappiness, just in a different form. And, 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 and I got there by sacrificing. So I'm like, if I'm going to be unhappy with my body, I may as well just do what I want to do, which is not a great way of, of going about it. I'm not saying that, but I'm just letting you know where I'm at mentally. And obviously when you're, when you're operating off of emotions and shit, that's a little hard to do. So that's been very demotivating for me because I basically feel like, yeah, I know I can do it. And I know I've got so many people who are like, yeah, you can, you can do it. I just feel like I'm going to just be unhappy with my body afterwards. Anyways, I'm just going to have, and something I can't just work off. And, uh, it's yeah. Um, I, I have somebody in my life, uh, who, um, 
has gone through it, has been large, lost a ton of the weight, and they're like, I I have a little bit of extra syndrome. And I never would have known. I never would have known. Because uh, they, they do not look like it at all. But they're like, I've had that since I was young. I'm I'm very, you know, I'm very active. This person eats well and everything like that. And they're active, whatever. But he's like, I cannot lose it. It's here forever. It's around my my waist. It's just extra skin that just isn't going away. And he's like, I hate it. I've, I fucking hate it. But he was the one who told me that like, you can work with your doctor. So if you like make a plan with them and say like, Hey, but I, if I, like I do this, I want the, the surgery. Like I want to, I want the, the, you know, skin removal or whatever, like they'll work with you. So if you lose the weight that you guys predetermined agree on and you keep it off for like a year, they'll, they'll arrange it so that you get to have the surgery and it's covered. And I'm like, I'm like, I'd spoken to a few people who were like, yeah, like, you know, if they get your stomach staple or something like that, like, I guess the idea is that you're basically showing them that you are earning it. But I was like, well, I can do that. I can do that. So one of the things on my list this week is to make an appointment with my doctor and be like, yo, G let's fucking, uh, let's do this. Let's, uh, let's like, what do you, what do you need from me? Cause I'll fucking do it. I can set that goal, but I just, I would just, I thought there was no hope. Um, I thought, you know, like it's going to, you know, what, what's the plastic surgery for that going to cost me to do, you know, arms and neck and belly and all these areas where there's going to be extra skin. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not gonna be able to afford that. It's going to be, I'm going to be so unhappy. So I just didn't, I didn't chase it. They didn't chase it. Um, but now apparently it's a not like, at least I can have that conversation with my doctor and be like, look, let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Um, and we'll see what happens. So I'll have a, I'll, when I do that, I'll have a fucking, uh, piece of content for you guys. Let you know how it goes. I'm also not balding. I just, I balded at some point in the back. I got very thin hair in the back that I can't see in any of the angles that I'm able to see without a second mirror. Um, so I don't see it as much, but every now and again, I'll fucking see a picture and I'm like, God, but a friend, but, uh, my barber, uh, here in Ottawa and some other people have told me Turkey, go to Turkey. They do hair plugs there. It's fucking my, my barber was like, yeah, it's like two grand in Turkey. And I was like, Oh my God. Um, so I reached out to one of the places and they're like, yeah, they, they sent me back a thing. They're like, we're going to need some more pictures. I sent them like five pictures. They're like, we're gonna need some more pictures of this, that. Plus we want to see pictures of like your hair on your body in case we do like body graphs and take it from different parts of your body. Here's the thing. I'm not a very hairy guy on my body, shockingly enough. So I guess they're telling me that's like not enough hair on my head, maybe to even take donor spots from. Um, and then when I got the thing, they're like, um, it's two, 2.7 euros per graft, um, which is obviously more expensive than Canadian dollars. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know how, and then it's like, and they're like, it's a hundred euros for like your after kit stuff, whatever. And then all your accommodations, everything like that are like taken care of in it. And I was like, okay. And they're like flights or X like, uh, separate. So I'm like, okay, I start Googling like, well, I don't know how many graphs, how many do we have a hundred? I, I don't know how many fucking graphs go into it. Right. So I'm like, okay, well, like a hundred would be like, you know. 2.7 euros or 2.7 thousand euros. So, um, let's find out. Like, I look at this one YouTube video. It was like third, like this one guy who had like, kind of like just a thin crown like me. And it's like the guy had like, you know, 3,800 and something grafts. And it's like, and his hair was better. It wasn't, it wasn't perfect. So the guy's like, yeah, it's really, really good. And I think I'm going to go back and, and get another graft done for like the back just to, to, to thicken up the crown again. But I was like 3,800 graphs, 38 times, you know, 3,800 times 2.7. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's like fucking, you know, uh, I think it was like 9,000 something euros, right? And then I converted to Canadian, it was like 14 grand. And I'm like, well, that's not two grand or three grand, right? That's infinitely more than that. And then to ha if I got the results this guy did, and then I had to go back for even more, I was like, fuck, like that's, 
It's not what I was told, right? A lot of people are like, oh, Turkey, they, so many tur- places in Turkey do it, and that's the place where you got to go to do it, and this and that's so much cheaper. Well, if it's so much cheaper at 14 grand, I can only imagine how much the fucking hair transplant shit costs in North America. What, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000? Like, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And it takes like a year for it to like grow back and to make a difference according to some of these YouTube videos. So, um, another opportunity for you guys to write in, if you know anything about this, I would really like to learn more. I got an email response and I'm after seeing just the quote or whatever, again, I'm not, not in a hurry to give them more, you know, pictures and stuff because I basically feel like they're going to, I mean, I, I, my thing is I, I'm, I'm stuck in this thing. Like I have a hereditary, you know, give up sort of gene. I definitely get it from my parents. Um, cause they're kind of like that too, right? They, they start something and then if it seems like they're not gonna be able to complete it or whatever, they kind of, they kind of quit not shitting on them. It's just, just the thing we, we all kind of get excited about things. And a lot of us still have a difficult time seeing them through as do I. Um, so I, I got this, like, it's a, 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 a discouraged thing. We all kind of get things. We hit some obstacles and we get discouraged. Um, I want to find out more and I'm going to, I'm going to follow up. I just, uh, I just got discouraged when I saw it. I was like, oh, this doesn't seem like two, three grand. Even if it was two, 3,000 euros and it converted like five, like five is probably what I would put into it. But aside from that, like, you know, if I it was going to pay for 14 grand, like I would go with, you know, skin surgery or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Four, 15 grand is a lot of money. It's a lot of money um, to kind of thicken my hair back up. You know what I mean? But who knows? Maybe by the time I'm super insecure, uh, maybe, maybe there'll be even cheaper, you know, options or whatever. Maybe I'll just take like, maybe we can just like the dead. Someone dies. Cause I'm going gray. I don't care about that. Maybe just, Hey, maybe next remembrance day, we'll find someone who falls asleep and we'll just cut his scalp off and sew it onto my head, you know, and I'll just walk around with a perfect hairline. You know, I'm sure it'll go that way at some point. There's gotta be like a tales from the crypt episode or something on that. Get his memories and everything. Um, speaking of which I was watching tales from the crypt. Uh, yes, sir. I was, I'll, uh, I might as well end the episode. And then I was going to say like, yes, happy birthday to Jason. I, uh, I, I came down last night after the Nespresso day. We had to be up super early, had a, had a nap in the evening and then woke up and, and, uh, Kate Davis, the very funny Kate Davis, uh, comedian, um, who's in this week. Uh, she was at the house just hanging out and uh, her and Jay are playing a game, sat down, uh, you know, had a coffee and was chatting with them. We ended up playing with them, had a couple other people that came over. Right. It's coronavirus. Why, why not have guests? Um, there's like five of us total. Um, and three of us live here, but it was just kind of like, ah, it was a nice little games night. And, uh, you know, in honor of Jay's birthday, right? So we, were, we made a big deal when it was midnight, when it was his birthday, stuff like that. But having said that, uh, I mean, speaking of our household crypt keeper, Jason, uh, did watch Tales from the Crypt. Um, it's not quite as good as I remember. It's super predictable. It's still fun. And I'm only in the second season. They, te- they kind of, kind of is kind of finding its feet and getting into its own. But it's like I described, um, it's the kind of show where like, there's always somebody who's going to fuck somebody else over. The bad guy always gets his. And, uh, except I watched one that was, I actually watched one that I couldn't understand the ending at all. I didn't understand the, the motive for like a murder, like a cahoots kind of thing. Right. Like I understood the motive until, until the very last scene. And I was like, okay, but that, but now there's no motive. Like, I don't, I don't understand at all. So, um, yeah, that was the the episode with Michael Ironside and then like some other dude who I recognize from back in the day, but don't know who the fuck his name is. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun show and it's like some of them are like supernatural, some of them are just like 
Um, some of them are just like, okay, well that was a weird story. You know, some of them are just fucking murderers, whatever. There's one with like, uh, there was one that had like Iggy pop in it about a guy who's like hearing a voice in his head and it's like his conscience and he's trying to steal money or whatever. But, uh, it was funny because I was recognizing the voice, uh, in the head for like a minute or two. And I was like, I know that fucking voice. I'm like, holy fuck. It's Sam Kinison. Cause I just had a big thing on Sam Kinison in the comedy store documentary. And I was just listening. I'm like, why, do, why does it work? And I was like, oh fuck, that sounds like Sam Kinison. Of course, jump on the phone, Google. It is fucking Sam Kinison. Hilarious. And it had Katie, Katie Siegel, uh, Seagal, Seagal, Siegel in it too, right? From Married with Children, which I'd also been watching recently. So it's kind of cool that like all the shit that I'm watching, like all these kind of people were in the one episode or whatever. And this would have been during her, I believe, Married with Children days or whatever, but it was cool. Um, and a fun episode too, basically where he's just hearing this voice and he thinks everyone knows the, what the voice is saying in his head. And then, you know, it turns out it's obviously it's something else, a misunderstanding, but he confesses to a bunch of shit because he thinks that everyone can just tell by looking at him and then, it, you know, anyways, it was, uh, it's been fun watching it. I've got one more disc in the second season. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep plowing through. It's a great background thing while I'm, you know, putting away all my, my luggage and everything like that. But if you have a chance to check out the old tales from the crypt show, um, I know it's on streaming services in the States and things like that. It's just, uh, it's fun. It's, it's not going to win any awards because like the, the formula has now been done to death and other things. I'm going to keep watching to see if it changes a little bit, but it really is just like, and they're short. They're 22. You know, it was a half hour show. I was, I couldn't remember if it was a half hour show or an hour long show, very half hour show. Um, very formulaic. Uh, and it's just kind of, it's kind of fun to watch so many fucking, this is an HBO show. So of course, but so many, so many super sexy fucking actresses from back in the day. I've already seen uh, Terry Hatcher looking her absolute best in one of the episodes. Uh, another one, what was her name? Fuck, I can't, yeah, I can't remember her name. Uh, but these were like actresses that were big back, back in the day. Um, yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous. Watched one with Don Rickles and Bobcat Goldthwait, two comics about a ventriloquist dummy that was like a Siamese twin on the arm or whatever. So, or sorry, conjoined, I apologize. Siamese is offensive. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Check out Tales from the Crypt. What are you guys watching? What are you guys reading? Tell me. I'd love to know. One last time for this week's episode. I probably said a lot. Contact the one man podcast.com. Tell your friends, you know, uh, I like saying offensive shit. Um, in the sense that I'm just speaking my mind. I think it's funny. Uh, I know that you guys, you know, get it again. Sorry to Trump supporters. If you felt like it came at you, uh, Joe Biden's a fucking walking skeleton. Um, he's boring to listen to. He doesn't command presence or anything like that. I'm just glad that, you know, he's not a fucking outward racist. And he was very, very kind about that. So Trump's, uh, Trump refuses to concede. Uh, I won. I won. It's not my fault. I won. Uh, everyone's cheating. Uh, if you count only the legal votes, I won by a lot. I'm the best president ever. No one's done more for black people. Uh, no one's done more for America. And, uh, you know, I, I'll be the first president to ever serve three terms. Um, his dude came on TV yesterday and was saying it's going to be a smooth transition into the second, uh, you know, second term for Donald Trump. I'm like, these guys are fucking out to lunch, out to fucking lunch. Um, you know, George W., Everyone accused him of rigging the election. Well, not him personally. He wouldn't have known how to do it. So, so where do I put this piece of paper? <laughs> um, put it in the box. It's crazy. How you can do that? Put it in the box. Like a magic trick. It's like a magic trick. Fold a piece of paper in the box. Boof. President. Ta-da. Uh, so, <laughs> like, 
but everyone was saying that there was voting fraud and and shit like that in the in the the, the Bush election. Was it two thousand three? I think it was or so? no, because he was already in there. Fucking yeah, they're saying that there was voter fraud in that fucking election too, and nothing, nothing came of it. Right. So let's put it this way, Republicans. Let's just say that there was some shit going on. I'll pay the devil's advocate. There's some shit for Biden. There's some fake shit going on. Well, guess what? You already got one with fucking W. All right. No, no, that one was totally, that was the, it was liberals lying about us rigging it. And now liberals are rigging it for sure. There's nothing ever done wrong by our side and always stuff done wrong by the other, right? That's the way to think. It's never your fault. It's always someone else's. On that note, hope you guys have a great fucking week. Um, Everything's going to be okay. It'll be over in four to eight years. Biden probably won't even live to become president in January. Okay. He's already that old. That is not a threat on his life. If there's any fucking international thing, I'm just saying he's old. He's probably going to die soon. Um, hope he doesn't hope he doesn't. Let's see him get in there and, and try some of the things he's going to do. Um, you know, as he's cleaning up after Trump, he's probably have to spend the first month just cleaning the Oval Office because Trump's got out of his old Big Mac wrappers in there. I keep them all. No one's had more Big Mac rappers than me. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Anyways, you guys have a great week. Uh, don't take any shit from anybody, including myself, and I'll talk to you soon. Every time